welcome to another GNA podcast. We are doing a, I don't know, this is a, this is actually a strange one for me. I don't know about you guys, but we're doing it in the middle of the damn day this time. We're not doing it at 11 o'clock at night. Hell yeah, baby, lights on. So we've got a great cast with us tonight. Uh, some, uh, actually all returners tonight. We've got, uh, we got Blue Shark with us. Hey guys. We got D from Microbrew Gamers. Hey everybody. And Cyberblood. Hey everyone. And you just heard him. So how's everybody doing tonight, man? Doing good. How about you, sir? Um, you know, I was I pre-grained just a little bit today versus uh, the the vast majority of pre-graining I do every other podcast. So I'm actually feeling quite good, quite sober, and quite lucid. I must say. What were you uh, pre-graining with? Mm, a little crack and rum. I can't get away from that damn stuff. It's so good. Yeah. Why don't we go around and see what everybody's drinking? <clears throat> Absolutely. What are you drinking, D? Well, I've got here some uh, Smutty Nose for a brewing company, some Shoals Pale Ale. How is it? Not too bad, actually. It's actually pretty good. Man, it's so, tasty. What are you chowing down on tonight, Cyberblood? Well, I have a New Belgium Fat Tire Amber Ale. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, they go down yeah. way too damn easy. It's like Guinness with me. Guinness goes nope. down way too easy. Mm. I I agree with that. Guinness just goes down so so smooth. First one goes down like a like the devil sliding into velvet pants. By you, by you blue shark. I see you drinking something. Uh, yes, I have a, a cup that has this wonderful nourishing liquid that we all need to survive called water for when I feel thirsty and I'm out of beer and uh, currently I'm drinking a blue moon. Mm, nice. You got the orange oh. orange wedge in it? No, just drinking straight out of the can, man. Mm. No fruit in the beer. Tonight. And was that a Yeti koozie? Yep. Keep it nice and cold. Well, I myself nice. am drinking a Victory Hop Ranch Indian Pale Ale. And you know what? I actually, uh, I've been pre-graining with rum. This is going to be the first sip. Oh, Just my God. Just don't do what I did the other night uh, after the uh, uh, the podcast. Uh, vomit the violently? Pod- oh, I did. I, I started off with, uh, you know, because, yeah, some stomach issues. So I started drinking milk earlier in the evening. Oh and then no! And then I went to pounding. Then I went to pounding down some rum. Finished the rest of the bottle of rum, and then I pounded down a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> Did not mix well. <laughs> I'm sure the colors were amazing. Oh uh, yeah, and plus earlier before that, I'd eaten uh, corned beef and cabbage. So yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that that uh, already sounds like it's a dangerous thing. Uh, yeah, a, that was not a that was a poor life choice on my part. Ever. We're, we're, we're canceling the show. We're, we're going to go on with, uh, with the rest of our lives. And you know what? We're, we're going to have, we're going to, we're just going to have great times. Just, uh, just not recording anymore. So let's, let's make this one go out with a bang. Let's, uh, let's, let's have a good time today. What do you say? Yeah. Nobody, uh, cheers to that. Decon shots just yet. <laughs> and no, and no, and no, no shots with up. a, uh, scorpion either. Hey, oh, the God. scorpion's not bad, man. A little crunchy. <laughs> as long as you don't get the tail. To say, Tail, and Scorpion, all, Tail and I, all, man. Tail and all. I remember that night so vividly. I know we've already talked about it probably ad nauseum, but man, the look on your face after you chugged that one down and just the, 
I don't want to say it was a pitiful way that you said the word hoodie, but just the way you said hoodie. Yeah. And well, well, this chick that I was kind of you know banging on just you know gave me that hoodie, and it was like kind of sentimental, and I I didn't want to vomit on it wearing it the first time, so it's like uh yeah, I want to take this off. Thankfully, uh, Shinzu was able to get that hoodie off. Thank the Lord, because you know what? If he didn't get that hoodie off, oh yeah, I was just have to throw yeah. it away. Yep, he'd have been he'd have Absolutely. been a self-contained burrito. <laughs> exactly, it would have been a freaking oh. vomit. It would have been a Dutch vomit. That's what it would have been. <laughs> It'd have been like cutting oh, into so a chimichanga. Yep. Oh no, no, no! Don't ruin chimichangas for me. Please, God, no. <laughs> yeah. I need to think about this again. Yeah, absolutely. Once, you know, if you tried to peel apart a chimichanga, that's what it would have been like. I was going to say, it's like, having, it's like having sex with a 90-year-old woman peeling apart a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, some people like grilled cheese. I'm okay with it. Especially with bacon. <laughs> oh, dude, that's, that's a picture I just got in my head I don't need anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> if there was bacon in that grilled cheese sandwich, I swear to God, I would vomit on the spot. I don't care how much money I owed that woman. I would vomit on the spot. Hey, Bowfinger, time to pay the rent. <laughs> so, what's everybody? Uh, what's everybody been playing nowadays? I mean, there's so many great games out. I mean, I'm I'm pretty lame because I've been doing the whole schoolwork kick, but there's been a lot of great games that have come out recently. I mean, I can I can, I can name several off the top of my head. The Switch came out. Zelda, I've heard, is fantastic. It Horizon is. Zero Dawn. I've heard a lot of people getting really pumped about that. So it's what's everybody amazing playing? from what everybody says. What are you playing, oh. Blue Shark? Um. Well, I got back into um, Destiny um, this week with some friends, and you know that's kind of fun. But um, what I've spent most of my time uh, lately has been uh, Final Fantasy. Like I think when I finished the chat the final chapter i had like almost 90 hours into the game so that pretty much consumed my life i love that game to death and it's been a lot of fun myself Um, i love it also i uh got it day one played through it in like matter of a week and i'd hit it again i got the special edition ps4 in fact oh so you have you tried the um the dlc yet the, um, I haven't the, done any DLC. Yeah, I haven't cracked into DLC. I got the season pass though, but yeah, I haven't bought the season pass, so I haven't just because I haven't. No, I really haven't finished because there's still stuff in the game that I can beat. There's the hunt. There's uh, you know, this big boss that you can that they were talking about. I think in a Polygon article or something that they said beaten in 30 minutes or 15 minutes or some really short time and then recently i think they said that they they buffed it where you can uh or they nerfed it or something whatever the whatever the proper term is where you can take it down in one shot which to me that's a nerf that's time. one hell of a nerf that takes a lot yeah, of fun it, out yeah that just kills the game because I, mean, I love the battle sequences like yeah the, the battle that Marcus i hated gets... was the leviathan battle i didn't really care for that that's the only one i didn't like I liked it um, mostly because uh, it was a real moment of power for me. Like, you really got to feel strong. Um, 
and I just love the music during that part. That the music, I yeah, I love the music score, but the battle, I I I didn't like it because, yeah, I'm horrible. As long as I've been using these controllers, I'm horrible at uh, controller prompts. Yeah, those those can kill you in just about any game. Like, um, I know Tomb Raider, oh god, so many gut-riching scenes because I just did not get the prompts down correctly. Uh, but um, I've also been uh, recently uh, poking into um, ESO. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Uh, that, I've never played any Skyrim or any of the series of these games before. Oh, you're and missing I was out. Actually, wow, wow. Yeah, I played absolutely. it this morning, and I started getting into it, and then I was like, I hate this game. I, I hate the fact that I spent 100 bucks on this, and I don't know why. I spent 100 bucks on this game like a year or two ago and never played it again. And then I started playing it a little bit more, and I'm still within the first 10, 15 hours of the game. Um, I just got out of the dungeon, and I'm on the island now. And I mean, I am actually starting to enjoy it. It's it's mostly my frustration comes from it's it throws a lot at you, and if you if this is your first instance, at least it's how I feel. You really are kind of like, all right, what do I do? Where's this? How do I get here? How do I get there? Like. You know, finding quests, and it's not all like it, everything's not laid out for you, which is nice. In the sense it gives you a challenging um, element to the game, kind of like what's yeah. Zelda does, I I like ESO is just I don't really play it because I don't really have a a bunch of people that I can tap into, and when I go to the you know party things, these people are so freaking uh, hardcore about it. It's like, you know, if you screw up one spell and, you know, bring them down, it's like, oh, well, fuck you, dude. I don't want you here. And they boot you. Jesus Christ. You just described, like, like a Destiny raid. Like, when you do an (laughs) LFG on a Destiny raid and all of a sudden you get that one person that's, like, just not cutting it, and you get into some really bad LFGs, Actually, you know, I mean, it's pretty much any raid, I think. I you also described his social life. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much described my social life. You pretty much did. Like, I'll walk in, I'll be like, hey, guys, I can, like, I can really do well at whatever we're doing. And then I, I'm lying because I suck at it. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, oh, well, there's my chance to make real life friends back to online. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like fireworks? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, God. Hey, look, I want to point out, I did not blow up anything on anybody else or myself with those fireworks. There may have been some singed hairs. There may be some animals that are a little bit more scared now when they hear booms, but nobody died. So, and, so and we may have had some uh, shot in the butt fingers. a little bit. but yeah. I, I have as many fingers as my shop teacher had when we were growing up, okay? <laughs> oh, God, do them as many as those. Oh, How oh, did God. he keep his fingers in the question? <laughs> I don't know. I know, Mr. With that damn bandsaw. Yeah, Mr. Doom has kind of scared me when he was uh, working with the tools. He was always high. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, come on. Th- think of it. He was dealing with us. You had to be high to deal with us. I mean, Mr. Butts? Mr. Butts was not sober a day he was in that goddamn school. Right, and uh, Mr. Wood growing uh, uh, hydroponics in with the hydroponic tomato. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. we drove the old principal all the way to Florida to get away from us. Yeah, well, yeah, she was a piece of work, though, so there's a good good reason why she... Yeah. Reason we drove her out. Yeah, I gave that woman a very hard time. Very, very hard time. Well, I gotta say, on, on Elder Scrolls, just, just to... Because we, as we digress, of course. On Elder Scrolls Online, you're... You really... It's, it's a fun game, but it is... It is far enough removed from being a a true Elder Scrolls in my mind. Like, I played the first Elder Scrolls I played was Arena, and then I found out there was something before Arena, so I went and played Daggerfall, of course. Yep. But when um, when those Which games actually came... have those from Steam. Actually, no, I have the whole set right now on my computer. As I say, I have yeah, I have the set too. I got it in the uh, Skyrim expansion edition or whatever the fuck that was, but. Elder Scrolls Online is is way more of an MMO, and that's the only thing that I hated. And I don't want to say hated; I, I disliked about Elder Scrolls Online because Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls was always like that super massive single player experience for me. You know, I played I, said, I played Arena, and I went through Labyrinthia and all that stuff. And then when I got to Morrowind, it was like, holy shit! They really did a job here. This is fantastic. Yeah, I remember when you introduced uh, Morrowind to me. I was like, I gotta have it. Absolutely gotta have it. And then when they went into Oblivion, and they really knocked it out of the park with Oblivion, and then they went to Skyrim, and not that Skyrim was bad. Skyrim was fantastic, but, I mean, in my opinion, Oblivion with, like, the Oblivion Gates and that whole, it's just random, they can pop up on you. Right, the whole Diedrich experience. Yeah, Skyrim was good, but you just got way too powerful way too quickly. Like, it was just, you just got, all of a sudden, it was a, you were a god. I mean, well, actually, Roselle was the one who taught me that in Morrowind, how to power level and really maximize yourself there. How to how to make your character a god character. I mean, he was rolling around, I forget what character, I forget what level he was, but he was rolling around. Everything that came up to him was just like, boop, one hit, boop, one hit, boop, one hit. Um, that's why Elder Scrolls Online is way more like an, like an MMO. I mean, well, it is an MMO, but it's way more, <laughs> it feels way more like an MMO. Like, I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it feel like an Elder Scrolls, but it really just, it ended up feeling like another MMO. I have it. I, I'm staring yeah. right at it right now. And if, if you guys said, hey, let's play some Elder Scrolls Online after this, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'll throw it in. I'll, I'll play some games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The weird thing with mine is I wanted to try to get back into it, but yeah, it keeps on saying it can't re-download the freaking updates for it. Probably because I don't have enough space, but yeah. (laughs) I could see that. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls, well, just like any other MMO, it's huge. I mean, like DC Online. DC Online, I was really excited to play, especially when they had the cross-platform for PC, PS4. And I got into it, and I really started, like, cranking into it, going through the quests, and, like, reading everything, which I, I normally don't do in those fucking games. I normally just breeze through all the bullshit stuff. But I was actually reading everything, like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally going to get down on this. And it was it was just, it, it, shortly after, it just fell into another, well, it's an MMO. Yay. It's on the shelf. Yeah, exactly. It's on the shelf. <clears throat> That's where it's sitting. It's on the shelf. Yeah. It's in the game drawer behind me. It's around here somewhere, for me. So, what else are you playing, D? What are you? What's what's your big flavor this this week? <laughs> well, a fun, funny mention that I've got the new Nintendo Switch, so I've been just immersed in Zelda, 
and I've been playing the heck out of that. Um, but in between breaks of that, I'm playing the other game, uh, the game that I downloaded on the Switch was I Am Setsuna, which is, comes out, it's cross-platform. A little RPG right there, and I've also been uh, doing some recordings, just getting some gameplay footage. I'm revisiting Secret of Evermore on the SNES. Nice. Dude, that game was so much fun back in the day. Excellent. I gotta revisit some of those old... Uh... Old Super Nintendo games. I mean, I yeah, really got to revisit them. Yeah, I'm actually um, for microbrews. I'm gonna do a little uh, like retro, like a retro video every once in a while where I uh, go back like an old, you know, check out an old, you know, long existing company beer. And speaking I think of uh, Secret Evermore, I've uh, retapped into uh, Children of Mana. Children of Mana, not Secret yeah. of Mana, but Children of Mana. You're yep. talking about the, P- the the PlayStation one. Yep. Um, the uh, uh, three uh, DS, I think it was. Was it on DS? What was the one? Yeah, that was it was on the 3DS. Yeah, it was on. Actually, no, it was on. Yeah, it was on. It was on DS. You're thinking of Legend of Mana on the PlayStation. Oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curse came out on the DS. Yeah, DS. Children yeah, because it was DS. Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana was on the Super Nintendo. That was the yep. first one. And that was Legend. Well, it wasn't the first one. First one well, we got here. The first, the yeah, the first one we saw. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, Fuller, let, let's do the disclaimer. If you're looking for actual, like, hardcore, yeah, uh, proper yes. facts, this is not the place to go. You <laughs> want to go someplace else because we're not going to give you 100% right yeah, facts. Yeah, DS, that's right. Well, we're also 100 drunks. <laughs> yeah. I that's prefer the term lush. Yeah, they're not, My they're bush not is dolls. Lush. They are action figures. <laughs> it could be rich. So, so, so what about you? You know, oh, I have wait. been actually playing... I have been kicking a little bit old school. Actually, I've been doing what Zyberblood's been doing. I've been playing a bit of Pokemon on 3DS. Mostly, there's a story behind it. Even though I love the Pokemon... Well, actually, I don't need to give you a fucking story. I don't need to justify that. I fucking love the Pokemon <laughs> right? games, all right? So <laughs> Why I like Pokemon games. Yeah, if you're yeah, listening yeah, to this right now, I mean, you're like, wow, I, Pokemon, I gotta, what the hell I gotta say, doing? like, I'm, I'm in a little bit of shame on it. But I'm I'm working my way out of that stigma. It's like one of those games. Like okay, I know it's a kids game, but hey, I even like the Shrek games because they're so simple. Yeah, you know what? If you're listening to this and you're like, "Wow, I'm totally downing you because you're playing Pokemon." Well, yeah, you turn off the podcast. You're not the guy I want listening. Because you know what? I am proud that I play that fucking that I right? played every Pokemon game. That they've probably released, including that that Nintendo sixty four one for Pokemon. Oh, Snap hey, you Pikachu or, or the Snap? Yeah, Pokemon yeah, Snap. Snap. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I've been playing a lot of that. I've been playing Pokemon because my daughter, uh, my daughter's been collecting Pokemon cards. So of course I've got a supporter. Yeah, so I remember when she Pokemon brought the um, yeah. the Evolve uh, to dinner that one night for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So so I've been playing that. <laughs> nice. I've been playing. Actually, I picked up Battleborn. For like five bucks for the PS4. Have you guys played that? I have not yet. No, no, nope. Okay, so <clears throat> here's Battleborn. I'm gonna give you a quick synapse of this in case you're curious. Well, I'm hoping you guys are curious. If anybody's listening, I hope they're curious. So Battleborn is like a, it's like a first-person style MOBA almost. Um, it's got a quest. It's got like a storyline to it where you're going through a natural questing portion. But the play, the the PVP or not PVP, the um, online of it is very very MOBA ish. It's very um I don't know if you've ever played a MOBA like, you know, Lords of Chaos Online, League of Legends, things like that. You know, you've got 
you've got abilities to get to spawn other things that are going to go attack shit, but you've got to eventually work your way forward and, and bust shit up. Um, but this is, it's actually, it got horrible reviews. So if you're looking for a great game, this is not the one. And I agree with most of the reviews, I really do. But it's made by the same company that's, uh, that created Borderlands. All right. So if you if you like that style of humor that Borderlands brings, to yeah, people, yeah, every, you're gonna enjoy Borderlands. I love Borderlands, but every time I think about it, I think about that impossible jump when we were playing at your place in Boston Spa. Impossible <laughs> jump. What the fuck? Yeah, that? the one where like we were trying to launch the car and land it on top, and I actually got it to land right on top. Oh shit, dude! I even forgot about that. I think I still have the picture somewhere. Oh, shit, you're going to have to send that one to me. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, I've actually been playing because I've uh, been doing a lot of schoolwork lately. I don't really have a lot of time to jump onto stuff, but I've been playing... Oh, Christ, it's a mobile game. I feel like I find it. Oh, Marvel Champions. It's uh... Yes, yes, I've been uh, playing that on my tablet. Yeah, it's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun time passer. It's not... Uh, if you're looking for any, like, rich, it's going to... Th- you know, rivet you into the friggin' seat, make you play for hours. This is definitely not it. It's got m- most of the normal hooks of a mobile game that make you continue going back. You know, you got to do your daily shit, you got to do your weekly shit, all that stuff. But that's pretty time much killer, p- pretty much. Yeah, it's a time killer, and it's got a lot of different characters in it, which is nice. So you've got the different characters from like Wolverine, Yellow Suit, to Old Man Logan, to X twenty three Wolverine, to Deadpool, Venom, you know, you've yeah. got a bunch of different characters that you got in there, so it keeps you interested. It's a nice touch. Yeah, it's it's it, it is a nice touch. So whoever, you know, was it Bam, I think made it. Kabam, yeah. So they they did a pretty decent job on creating it. I'm okay with it. It's a good time passer. I don't think it's gonna keep me like as riveted as Destiny has. Yeah, actually, on the on on the talk of Pokemon, for years I was that person that. What's the sense of this Pokemon crap? It's like, oh, it's a, it's a little kid's RPG. <clears throat> and then one day, uh, one of my gamer friends, you know, when I was uh, down south, was like, well, just try, hey, try it out. So I borrowed one of his Pokemon games, and then I started collecting all the dang things. <laughs> all the yeah. games. They're really All the games, game. too. They, they are. You know, they are. They're a solid they're, RPG Yeah. Game. I, I admit, for a while, I was a yeah. snob. I was like, Pokemon, puh. And now it's like, yeah, yeah, I buy I, everyone that comes I out. I fought in your general direction, Pokemon player. And I feel like it's a very simple RPG, too. It's not, you know, it's, it, you know, you, you guys said it's a kid's game, but it really is a basic RPG. It's not a whole lot of uh, difficulty to it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's fun. fun. It's easy it's to get into. It's game. really easy to get into. It's really easy to play. There's not a lot of... Um, Christ, I think back to Final Fantasy X, where it, was, it wasn't like it was super complicated, but there was a lot of stuff going on that you had to keep in, that you had to keep in mind. Like there's, yeah. If you wanted to get this, you had to go do this. Right, you like had to uh, master this. Unlocking special moves, you had to play the... Um, the uh, what Blitzball. Was it? Um, Blitzball, yeah. <laughs> to unlock like the jet kick and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the jack shot too and shit like that. I mean, it's good. It was fun. It's just, it just gets super fucking complicated, and you know that's where, you know, if I was if I was eighteen years old still, 
I could I could spend that amount of time and devote that amount of time in it, but uh, I just don't got that amount of time to throw into a game anymore. Right. I just, I just I just don't. I wish I did. I just don't. Right. Like last night when uh, I finally got done with a lot of my Steam downloads, um, I kicked into uh, Final Fantasy for the After Years. That's basically what I started playing. Oh God! I, I you know I, I have that and I still haven't finished it. It's fun. It's it's not so far. It hasn't riveted me as uh, as deeply as Final Fantasy IV did. Right. Final Fantasy IV has got a pretty pretty large portion of my uh, of my nostalgia heart. <laughs> I hear you. Side for it. Oh, it does. So speaking of uh, speaking of Destiny, Destiny just released a new content patch. They're revamping all the old raids, Crota, Atheon, and uh, King's Fall or Orcs. So, ah, I see you got the little Cade Six. You've uh, you've, yep. you've pre-ordered Destiny Two. Nice. Yes. Oh, nice. Very nice. See now, the so funny thing was, does he do anything, or is he just like a stat, a little, just a little vinyl thing? Bobble. Isn't he a bobblehead? Um, my... where'd you pre-order from? Was that like a GameStop thing? Yeah, yeah, see that thing again. <clears throat> Let's see here. Because I saw it and I, I did one of those things where I caved in. I followed someone on Twitter and I retweeted the damn thing to see. Nah, it's just a little. Because it's Cade. Little Cade figure. Oh, it's not a bobblehead. Oh, that's cute. Nope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a vinyl. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It looks. The head is big on it. it kind of makes me think of a uh, pop. That's a style. That's yeah. Nice. <clears throat> Well, so we already I mean, see one of us has, uh, has has jumped onto the Destiny 2 bandwagon. Is anybody else going to be picking up Destiny 2 when it comes out? I am. I mean, I that's... don't know. I don't. I'm not making the decision like right now to pre-order it. I will get it. I will pre-order it. Just Never mind, Jay. I still have to uh, register my code for the beta. I'm. I just don't know about the like buying the dlc right now like i want to kind of see what they're going to offer before i get that far into the game well then again you could always just throw down the five dollars to pre-order and grab that little statue yeah that too i could do that. yeah i'm after collector's I, item well actually my phrase i might have to convince <laughs> my wife to drive me over to gamestop so i can pre-order this so that because uh, i'm not going to be in any any way shape or form ability to drive <laughs> <laughs> right after the podcast. Don't drive drunk, people. For yes, to this, drinking and driving is bad. No we, good. We do not condrive. Not drive Not can drive. We do not condone <laughs> drinking and driving on this podcast. We do not however, condone drinking and driving. PSA. However, we, we drink. Res- drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Though. We do condone, however, playing games while completely shit faced. So yeah, we never said play responsibly. Only drink responsibly. It improves your gameplay. Just putting that out there. Ah. Oh, all the time. Well, actually, you I know, just ran okay. over my toes in my rolly chair. Ow. Oh, that sucks. Damn it. That's almost as bad as those feety pajamas when we were younger. <laughs> oh, yes. come on. I love yes. feety pajamas because uh, you can like, get some serious out. static going. Yeah, once but they... you know what? When you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you forget that the inner lining doesn't have that cover <laughs> for the zipper, you just go there, uh, let her rip, and then you yeah. pull that zipper up. Dude. I know what they say about once you lay the tracks, you know, but it's backing that train up. 
Back in that train. Oh, oh yeah, man. Catching yourself. Oh. Because yeah, you know you did. Like you. you felt it. And you're like, oh, my God, that hurts so much. But now you're anticipating, oh, my God, I've got to. I've got to. I've got to unzip this. I've got that's to, what, that's, that's why. Pull this that's why you'd be smart like me. Just like you know, just just cut a hole right there for it to dangle out, and you could just look like some sort of like say really perverted Teletubby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh someone's man. childhood was just raped by that comment. Yeah. <laughs> or, or everybody just hearing that goes, yeah, I remember that. Hell, shit, I did that too. Oh shit, that reminds me, of Uncle Timmy. And those are the people that we want here listening to us now. Oh, dude, there was, um, I went to get the, the beard trimmed at a barber shop, and uh, the woman uh, was telling the guy in the chair next to me, I need to put the towel on your face now before we shave. And he's like, okay, hopefully this will be better than the, than the last time someone put a towel on my face, and my uncle ended up going to jail the next day. <laughs> and Somebody the radio went quiet right as he said that and it was just creating the most awkward moment ever in the barbershop and it was hilarious that's where all of a sudden Luke Cage comes out of the back and goes sweet Christmas sweet Christmas I oh love man that line from that TV series so, but, um, so Destiny 2 hype how uh I mean have you guys seen some of the release trailers I stuff? like I like the uh, Cage Two. Six uh, trailer. It's nice. Which I mean, one? Nathan, the uh, Cage Six one where he's sitting at the uh, bar, pouring the glass. Oh, the last the story. call. Last call. Yeah. Yeah. What did my wife shake the beers? This one just blew up on me. Yeah, she did shake the beers. It's called April Fool's Day. It's Jesus called you don't Christ. say uh, get the fuck out to your wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you don't yeah. say to your wife either. If she's in there with you, you don't say get the fuck out. You, no. you you figure out a tactful way of getting her out of the room. Like, hey, do you want to give me a blowjob? And then she rolls her eyes and walks out. <laughs> or she gives you a blowjob. Or she... And you get a blowjob. And unfortunately, <laughs> your friends win, get to win watch. situation right there. It is a win-win situation. So... So I, I saw the last call, the K6 one that you're talking about. Did you see the uh, the second, the release one? Uh, no, I one? haven't. Uh, the April Fool's is it, Oh, yeah. Is it Zabala? I, it's Zabala. Not, it's, not, not only do I have no, a it's Zavala. Zavala, sorry. Where Zavala's yeah, talking Zav- and K6 is talking. And yeah, both of them are giving groups. a motivational speech. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. No, Zavala's giving the no motivational speech. Cade? Cade, Cade shouldn't be talking. Like he, he doesn't he doesn't succeed until the very end. Okay, he's like so we get free shit. If you haven't if you haven't seen that, pause pause the podcast right now. Go watch it because it's good. Now Nathan Fillion, hands down, has made that game like happen. Like once yeah, the game yeah. came out, it it uh, really hands down he made it work. He really did. He made it this, work. But this is really sad. I've now voice, got a... All I hear is, you know, uh, Malcolm. That's that's all yeah. I hear. All I hear is Malcolm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, when when the Taken King came out, okay, so everybody, if, if you haven't played Destiny, let me just give you a quick synapse. Destiny, when it came out, was incredibly light with story. And by incredibly light with story, I mean you could open up the Sunday paper and take a look at a single comic, and you would have more story than Destiny had in the entire game when it was released. No, no, no. 
No, if you sat on the toilet while you were looking at some outside phone app, you got some great story. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, so, sorry. If you were looking at the grimoire for it, you got some good story. But if you just played the game, what you got on the disc, it was pretty much the equivalent of a Sunday comic. So, I think, you know, Bungie kind of figured out, oh, we're pissing people off, you know, we should probably put a little more stuff in here. So they did. They came out with the Taken King. Now, they had a couple of releases. They had a couple of expansions in the middle there. Okay. But then Taken King came out. Now, I am a, I'm a diehard Destiny player. I'm, I'm all for it. But I'm also the, I'm not the guy who's, when somebody starts shitting on it, that I'm going to be like, well, you're wrong. I'm going to be like, no, you're right. You're still an asshole for shitting on it, but you're right. I mean, it is what it is. So Taken King came out, and Taken King actually had a story to it. But Nathan Fillion really did take point on that. He was a, he yeah, was a narrator I for agree. a lot of it. He he was in a lot of the cutscenes. He played a character called Cade Six, which Zyberblood actually had up on the screen a moment ago, but nobody can see it because this is an audio podcast. Right. You, you can't see what the fuck we're looking at. But just Google Destiny 2 Cade Six pre-order. You'll see exactly what he's talking about. But anyways, back to Taken King for a second. So Taken King came out, and I'm sitting there, and I'm playing it because I'm, I'm diving right in. And I'm watching it. And my daughter has been seeing me play Destiny for, you know, months or however long it was. Was was Taken King the first year? I can't remember. Was that year two? No, um, that was kind of year two, I think, by that point. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think it's about year two. Again, if you're looking for hard, hardcore facts, don't come here. We're wrong. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, whenever that came out, year two, Taken King, when that came out, I'm playing, and I've already been playing it for however long, and I've been playing it every single day, pretty much. That's how diehard I was on it. So I'm playing it, and we get to the spot where you take uh, Eris Morn's ship, and you're flying over to the Dreadnought. And it's flying there, and there's some talking going on, and, and Kate Six is saying something. Well, my daughter walks in right at that moment in time, and she says something to me. And normally she'd just talk to me while I was playing Destiny because I was just doing mindless shit in Destiny. My, you know, it was my hands moving, my brain really had checked out. I was just doing stuff. Well, she comes in and she starts talking to me. I said, hold on, honey, I'm, I'm listening to this. She turns around, she looks at the TV. She looks back at me with this look of absolute horror and astonishment and goes, Destiny has a story? At that moment in time... I realized that Destiny was so devoid of a story that my seven-year-old daughter had cottoned on to it. Yep. <laughs> that there was nothing there. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> cue the crickets. I, it, I, was. The, it was. It was. Right, I gotta. I gotta just say I checked it. Taking King is year two. It is year. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that validation. I'm glad you were there covering us on that that makes all the viewers or the listeners maybe they're viewing viewers. They, might be, they might be you know they might be actually staring at a little bar moving across their screen as we're talking and they just see it moving slowly across the screen so they're viewing they're viewing at that point in time they would be considered oh yeah maybe one of these days we'll have to do a uh a, a, a vlog or something or like a live broadcast where we're actually on air and on uh, video well, you know what? I've actually been talking with Gravemind, and since he got his v virtual reality, I think he got the Vive, he is really apt on doing a Keep Talking and No One Explodes episode while he's oh, in nice. VR doing it. 
And speaking of Wraith Mind, sorry to interrupt, but that box behind me on top of the chest, that's his box of holding. Uh, I gotta finish it up. I love it when you talk about people's boxes. And a holding. Yeah, I think we could... Grab him on the box. Come back for one episode for that. I think Raid Mind could. I think he could sneak back for that. I'm going to try to convince him to come back for a little bit more. I know he's still doing the whole school thing, but uh, I really think. And well, I'm hoping that we can do a simultaneous thing where we're doing a live Twitch cast of playing that game while we're doing the podcast while we're recording. I think that would be pretty cool. We also need a PS4 uh, VR. Resident Evil and some poor soul to wear white oh. pants. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, first playthrough. We gotta do a first playthrough, drunk as fuck in VR, playing Resident Evil, wearing and, white pants. And you know what? No, fuck that, man. I'm gonna wear no pants in a leather chair, so I can just drag it outside and hose it down. Good plan. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, you know what? Uh, that reminds me. You guys remember that old duster I used to have? Oh Which God, yes. Oh, the yeah, yeah, which everything uh, rolled utility. off of it. Yeah, the duster and utility vest. Yeah, the so, duster was, like, coated in something, so it just oil skin. That's right, your oil skin, oil skin duster yeah. from Australia. Yeah, so, Blue Shark, I have this, uh, for, like, ever since I was, like, 11 years old, I always told my parents I wanted a duster. Well, the problem was is that I grew, like, a weed. So, I mean, I'm six and a half okay. feet tall now. So, I literally just kept growing. So, every time they were considering getting me one, I'd grow two or three more inches. They'd be like, well, fuck, we can't get him, another, can't get him one now. He's grown. So, finally, they waited until I stopped growing. And they picked me up a duster. So, I had this leather, or sorry, not the leather. I had an oil skin duster. Now, oil skin is basically canvas that's been treated with this chemical that just keeps it from, it just makes it waterproof. And you can keep rubbing this stuff called duckback cream on it, and it uh, it keeps it waterproof. Well, okay. I opened up, and when I first got this thing, I'm like, all right, cool. So I put it on, and of course, it's because unfortunately, for they don't make tall dusters. They make big and tall dusters. Just like when you go to the store, you don't see a tall store. You see a big and tall store. Beanpole store, there you go. Yeah, it means that the fucker is like 9 feet tall and 850 pounds. Well, they don't make them for people who are 6.5 feet tall and like 190 pounds, which I was at the time. So it's like, fuck, they don't make shit like that for me. So I got this duster that's meant for like, you know, a 300-pound man, but it goes down to my feet. Well... I got this duster, and I'm like, cool. Well, my immediately thought is, well, how the fuck do I clean this thing? So I open up, and I look <laughs> on the inside pocket. And on the inside pocket, it, the instructions literally say, hang up, hose down. Those are okay. the instructions to clean it. Hang up, hose down. I'm pretty I'm sure always I've got hung the, up when a hose down. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've got the same instructions printed on my left ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, hey, you need to clean this guy? Hang him up, hose him down. We're good. Funny. Move Some smart ass put tumble dry on mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, that's a fun ride right there. I've seen, that, uh, I've seen that video where there was that, I think it was a Japanese guy in a dryer trying to eat noodles, and they turned the dryer on. Oh, my God. People do some weird shit. Oh, I gotta love Japan. Yeah, probably a game it, show, <laughs> knowing the Japanese. Probably, yeah. I think a f- friend of mine showed me once uh, a phone that could 
could fry an egg for you. Like that that's that's what they do. Isn't that the note seven? <laughs> <laughs> Pull uh, up and throw yeah, the grenade. That was the no no, this was the prototype for the note seven that came out a few years prior. See that at least that um they were using the excess uh heat from the battery properly. Yes. Yeah, they, they weren't using it as a self-defense device. Self-defense <laughs> device. Jesus Christ, I think. Yeah, you had to, you had to realize there was something wrong with the device when the terrorists were buying loads of them. <laughs> yeah. What? A oh, note 7 dark grenade. Grenade. We've run out of explosives. Throw your note seven. Are you sure? Just do it. Man man comes into a cafe just strapped with note sevens. Pretty (laughs) much, yeah. (laughs) Allah Akbar (laughs) And we just Uh, lost our Muslim mm. viewers. Yeah. But at least the eggs are cooked in that cafe. Easy peasy. Oh god. We're all going to hell. Well, shit. Speaking of things exploding, have you seen? Uh, have you seen these fucking vaporizers exploding on people? Yes, yes, oh, I've seen those videos. Right yeah. There. No. Like, I, I, okay. From so, what I know, it's because people can buy the kits, so you get the kit. But there's a very fine way, a, a, a correct way to put it together, and a lot of people are buying all the kits, assembling it, and effing it up so they explode. Oh, you know, not on, only on, that. On, on the these things, the batteries uh, are specific to their charge cable, and people are using the wrong charge cables and overcharging yep. the batteries. I've seen that. I've also seen it where they're putting regular like double A's instead of the rechargeable ones in there, so they're Ooh. trying to charge. They're trying yeah. using the wrong battery inside of it. I mean, if you want some really, I don't want to say funny. Well, I guess if you're morbid like I am, you'll find it funny. But oh, it's hilarious! Anytime, anytime stupidity is punished, you got me laughing. Well, you got to take a look at these things because I mean, people are really—I mean, these guys got to weed themselves out of the gene pool. When you look at it, like the one video I remember watching, and it showed a, a picture of him afterwards, and the whole side of his face is burnt, like his lip is all busted open because he fucking this thing exploded in his face. You take a look at the video of him doing this shit. He picks it out of his pocket, okay? Now, he goes to take a drag off of it, and it doesn't work. So, just just quick pull. If, if Let's just pretend you're a smoker for a second. You pull something <laughs> out of your pocket that's a vaporizer. You try to take a drag, and it doesn't work. What's your first thought of, I'm going to try this to troubleshoot? What's your first thought? Clean it. The battery? Put down the beer first. <laughs> okay. Would your first thought be, let me hit this against the side of a table? <laughs> no. no. Possibly. No. It's <laughs> a computer fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how to fix That's an old school cart TV fix. Come on now. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's like Solo fixing the TV, you know, banging the side of it. So this guy <clears> bangs this fucker tubes. on the table, all right, sticks it back to his face, takes another drag, and it doesn't work. So... Again, what would your next step be if banging it on the table didn't work? Probably dead Throw battery. It. Let's check the battery. Yeah. yeah. Which, would your next step be, let me bang this in my hand three or four times? No. Okay. Only if well, your name is D. Hey, 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 hey. I'd only do it two and a half. So this guy bangs it in his hand three or four times, and then he sticks it to his face starts to take a drag and I, this part i honestly this is just my interpretation it looks like he really is sucking on this thing like 
a hooker trying to suck the chrome off a bumper sucking on this thing. Oh, nice. And all of a sudden, <laughs> golf ball boom. through a garden hose. Exactly, yeah. He was he was golf balling this through a garden hose. He really was. All of a sudden, boom, the thing pops off in his face. Now, you don't think maybe <laughs> now for a that's second. that's some flaming bukkake. Yeah, you don't think maybe for a second banging this on the table or smashing this thing against your knuckles might have caused the situation you're in. Maybe. I don't Burning know. Burning it's, it's, it's a It's a large Probably. jump from... Or are they going to sue the company? Exactly. It's a large jump from it's not working to flaming bukkake. But now they're suing the company because, hey, your product exploded in my face. No. You're an idiot. My product exploded in your face, but not for the reasons that you're saying. It's not defective. It's because you should have been a victim of Darwinism. Exactly. I, saw <laughs> I, see, I remember when videos. we were kids. When we were kids, we didn't have all these stupid lawsuits. and winning. If the judge saw something stupid, he'd throw it out. It was just you got the whole... What the hell are you being a dumbass for? That's what we got as kids. Like, don't be a dumbass. Now put yeah. a bandaid on it. Get back out there. Get outside. Okay, I saw one time. of those videos where Long the dude darts. was outside a bar dragging on his uh, vaporizer thing. And while he's dragging on it, it explodes. And come to the later part of the court stuff, he put the um, wrong type of mod kit on it and, you know, screwed himself. Yeah, it's like, hey, I just put a gray turbo on my Yugo. Why did my engine explode? Because you just put a fucking 12 PSI turbo on an engine that really can't handle itself, let alone anything else? Or when Crazy put a larger engine on a go-kart and ripped the frame? Oh, yeah. Well, dude, that's my dream right there, though. Putting a larger engine in a car that just can't handle it. Take, like, an old 86 uh, Or you mean, you mean in a go-kart? <laughs> no, no. no like, oh, yeah. Let's take an old... Like, like your like, Hyundai? Accent? Yeah. Yeah. Like take gas engine in that. Take an old 86 Toyota Corolla, throw like a V12 in the back, and put little weed eater engines in the front tires. You pull up to the line, and all they hear is beep, 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 beep. And then you start the engine, and the whole thing is rocking back and forth as the car just can't handle the torque of the engine started. Well, that's like the monster Mini Cooper that I saw online. Uh, it was on uh, Jay Leno's garage. This dude put double uh, John Cooper Works engines in his Mini Cooper, the one in the normal uh, position for the engine, and the other one's in the boot. Thing's sick as hell. Dude, did you guys ever go to Lebanon Valley and see the Mexicans race? No, no I didn't. Now, I say, I say the Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> not to be racist, but there was like 12 of these guys, and I'm pretty confident they were all Mexican because they all spoke Spanish, they didn't speak English, and they made shit happen that only a Mexican could think up. Like, why the hell would you put twin turbos in a Toyota Corolla? Why would you think of that? What possible thought would say, yes, that's a good idea? Not to say that Mexicans are, are unintelligent. They're it was super there. intelligent because they fucking fit twin turbos in a goddamn Toyota Corolla. They they're did crafty. Yeah. Those, they're, they're crafty with those. Wouldn't it be neat if we uh, could do this? They're really crafty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that out of the 12 of those guys that were working on that car, there was somebody named D. And he said, wouldn't it be funny if we slapped a twin turbo on a Toyota Corolla? <clears throat> and the other guy said, yes, let's do it, let's do it. 
Dude, those and, Mexicans were hilarious. And here's the thing, that. like, Mexican D versus uh, German D. Well, Mexican D, he says, wouldn't it be funny if, and it works. German D, he says, wouldn't it be funny if, and we die. And, yeah. and somebody dies, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we planned it, yeah. Well, dude, it was funny as hell because this Toyota Corolla that they had rolling down the track with twin turbos on it, they were racing this thing, and they got some great time out of it, but I think it was their second or third run. It's about halfway down the track, and then all you hear is, Wee! Boo! The fucking hood pops up like a pyramid. <laughs> oh, wow. They threw a rod through the damn engine. Through the head, uh-huh. they just straight through, oh, smack the top, and they're laughing, giggling, and there's the guys at Lebanon all pissed off because now there's oil and shit all over the track, and they're just laughing their asses Because like, they probably got a one? couple other religions in back that got thrown at the thing. Dude, that sounds <laughs> like uh, the Lumina that I had before I got um, my Caliber, which led me to my Mini. But yeah, that Lumina, uh, my... Uh, Stepdad and I, we flushed the coolant because it was blacker than black. And it drove home marvelously. Uh, I passed things, no problem. Started up the next morning. I heard a little pop. I was like, all right, it backfired. So, turn it over again. It started up. Sounded like a bag of assholes. I was like, ah, I'll check it out after work. So... I'm driving down through Troy. I loop around to get onto 787. And I hear an even louder pop. And see something shoot through the hood in my car. <laughs> so, I, I gotta ask. I gotta ask just for clarification. That, that, that was Lumina we gave you, right, Kurt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta ask for clarification. The sad part is we had it tuned up before we gave it to you. So, whatever tuned it up jerked us over, too. Yeah. What exactly does a bag of assholes sound like? Um, well, a lot like a bun- us, actually. Take a bunch of woody oh, cushions, okay, put it in a bag, squeeze it. There you go, bag of assholes. All right, I'm done with that. <laughs> we'll all right. That. We, we almost need one of those things from my dad on here. <laughs> but yeah, like, just coasting off to the side, seeing that, like, thing, whatever it was, sticking out through the hood, popping the hood, opening it up, and seeing a hole in the engine... And the uh, cylinder cover's not there anymore. Was quite interesting. And of course, he's like, I can get one more day out of this, another trip to work. (laughs) No, I got no more days out of it. There was a trail of oil from my apartment all the way around to where I stopped. Oh, see, so that reminds me of the the ride we took in the trail of transmission fluid. (laughs) My old Ford Escort. Oh, Jesus Christ, that old Ford Escort. <laughs> Holy shit. Bleeding the whole way to... <laughs> yeah. I, uh... Speaking of which, actually, did you know that a Zamboni leaking transmission fluid looks like a hit-and-run accident? It does. On the ice, <laughs> the... Oh, yeah, it does. It's ugly. <laughs> looks almost as bad as a uh, Roomba hitting dog shit and dragging it all over the house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, when, when I saw that no. Zamboni with a transmission fluid all sticking around, the only thought I went through my head was, where the fuck is Francis? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christ, there is a movie right there that should have been made years ago. Deadpool was so fucking good. And Ryan Reynolds, I gotta give him props. He really fucking did. 
He did his homework. He did the right job. He fucking nailed it. He did pretty yes, good. Yes, he he did a very good job with that. I I and then the the breaking of the fourth wall like constantly, you know, that they did there in their writing was just perfect. Wait a minute, a fourth wall break inside a fourth wall break? It's like 16 <laughs> walls. <laughs> Yeah, he, he uh, fucking he, he really did nail that. And uh you know, really he paved the way for R rated Marvel movies because that's what people want nowadays. I mean you've oh. got you've got people who have been reading these comics for years and they're in their twenties, they're in their thirties, and they're they're reading the Max Punisher, they're reading the Max Wolverine, and they want that gritty, fucking disgusting, fucking brutal Zyberblood's wearing a Deadpool mask. <laughs> They right. want that. They yeah, fucking want that. Oh, yeah. That's what it's – I remember as a kid um, reading the Harry Potter books, and it got dark and fun yeah. towards Holy the Holy shit. In like, six, it was really Phoenix? dark. Yeah, and then seven. I, I remember telling my friends, if Harry Potter comes out in seven as PG, I'm going to be pissed because that is not a PG book. That is a PG-13 book. Right. Yeah, it is. Like, they needs to come. Because otherwise, you lose the element. You know, these, these comics, you know, Deadpool's violent. Deadpool is... Damn uh, skippy. He's... He's just, dark. He's dark. Yeah. He's, his sense macabre. of humor is sick. Yeah. it's it, He has a dark sense of humor. And you, you don't get PG-13 with that. I think... I think Logan came out as R... I could be wrong about that, but no, that... Lo- yeah, Logan starts off the first words that you hear in the movie are, "Oh fuck." Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I... it's it's a dark movie, and it needs. I mean, you know, it needs that mature rating. It it and... it does it it does, and I really like the way that they went with Logan, because, and you know, it's funny. Like my kid's nine years old, and. And she said she wanted to go watch Logan. And I went, man, this is a bad idea. You know? Yeah. But then I looked back and I remembered what I was watching at nine years old. I was watching Friday the 13th. I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street. I was watching Halloween. I mean, I was seeing tits flash in front of me and <laughs> yep. people getting decapitated in the same damn movie. So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. I mean, I, I've got my psychological issues, but I'm okay. I can't afford a therapist, but I'm okay. I'm okay seems to be the running theme in my life, if anybody's curious. I'm okay. So I see a funny, if I'm going to interject for just a second, talking about the uh, don't drink and drive, my wife is, can you take a quick break from the podcast for a few minutes? I'm like, why? She's like, I order pizza. Can you pick it up? Wait, no, no, I've been drinking. (laughs) It took me a moment. I was like, "Uh, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. And this is why we do podcasts in the middle of the day now, because we get little interjects like that that we just wouldn't get at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. That no, just shit wouldn't happen. Right. And we go, we go crash after this or do something else that does not fall over. Now. Yeah. yeah. No, but I, I really like the way Fox, I, I hate to say it because I, I've, I've come to loathe Fox throughout the years, but I really like what Fox <laughs> has been doing with making those R-rated films for Marvel because... If anybody's read, well, shit, if anybody's read Old Man Logan, that is a, I want to say it's a dark story. No, no, I'm not talking about the, the, the later stuff that came for Old Man Logan. I'm talking about the, the original Old Man Logan story. Yeah. Oh, because honestly, 
Because honestly, the shit that the shit that they come after, I mean, they're just milking it after that. The original stories are always, in my opinion, the best. So like let's face it, zombies. Wolverine should have been rated R no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I like what they did. I really like what they did in X-Men to really kind of... They didn't necessarily tone them down, but they really made them kid-friendly as much as you could with Wolverine. I mean, that scene okay. in X-Men 1 where he walks in and he's like, whoa, 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 it's me. And Cyclops is like, prove it. And he's like, you're a dick. Dick. Yeah, it was actually okay. good. Like that right there, that was a PG way of toning down Wolverine, but really still getting Wolverine's exactly. character 100% across. Like that yes. was Wolverine's character right there, 100%. Um, and I really dug what they did in Logan. I finally did see it. I think I, I think we talked about it once on one of the other podcasts, but I finally did see it. And I'm, I'm very, I'm happy with what I saw. I'm a little pissed because I watched it at like one o'clock in the morning, so I didn't end it until like three o'clock in the morning. And of course, that's your choice. I'm a super like I am a super empath, so like I'm totally emotional. I got to the end of that damn movie and, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah. I'm not in an emotional state right now to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I have to yeah. stay awake." So yeah, that weekend, movie left me in a state of what the fuck, dude. I'm no. immune to feelings. Yeah. No. What the, the army no. bled all the feelings out of me. <laughs> well, Except for my I, hunger yeah, for bacon. I think I got your feelings, D, because I watched the movie, and I'm like, literally, it's 3.15 in the morning, and I'm looking at myself, going, what the fuck? I can't go to sleep now. I can't go to sleep like this. So I turn on Iron Fist. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch some Iron Fist. This will be good. So I'm watching Iron Fist, all right? And I'm flipping through my Star Wars RPG book because um, I'm writing the Star Wars RPG to get you guys in on, which is going to be fucking fantastic, by the way. Uh, so I'm, I'm writing, I'm, I'm reading through, brushing up on rules at like three o'clock in the morning, and uh, all of a sudden I realize, like I'm sitting there, I'm flipping through the book, I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. All of a sudden my light goes off right next to me, and I'm, I'm dumbfounded. What, what the fuck's going on? I look over and the light goes off. Well, I have a light set up in my house for the plants that were growing for the garden. So we've got a bunch of like pepper plants and marrow and like zucchini and squash and shit. Like well, I got a grow light Wait. on. No, no, no. I'm not growing the weed yet. That's too early, for, too early in the season for that. Um, so I'm looking over there, and I'm like, I'm still, I'm reading the book. And I'm like, what the fuck did my light go off for? Well, I realize I set it to go off at like 6.45 in the morning. So all of a sudden I realize it's 6.45 in the morning. I, I got to go to sleep. So I turn everything off. I curl up on the couch. I'm like, I can't move. I got to try to go to sleep. I curl up on the couch. I lay down. And I realize I'm not going to sleep. So that's what Logan did to me. It made me stay awake all fucking night. <laughs> I did not sleep until about 1 o'clock the next morning when I finally oh, said, all right, I'm tired. And I finally went to sleep. Oh, my God. And you ran that raid with me, too. Or not I the did. raid, but the story. Yeah, I did. Damn, man. That's a, that's a long time to be awake. Yeah. It's funny because, like... The night after he did this, uh, I realized I actually had the tink the Taken King uh, DLC, so I uh, downloaded it and went through the story. Uh, I contacted Cecil and asked him if he was up for it. I didn't know what the you know any of that backstory yet. So yeah, he's doing classwork and says, "Oh yeah, I'll run it with you." <laughs> So, so there I am, of course. I'm doing schoolwork while I'm running this Taken King story with him. 
And when I get tired, all of a sudden I'll start randomly breaking into voices. Like, I'll start doing the stupidest fucking voices. I'll break into, like, the Sean Connery for no reason. I'll, I'll break into, like, my Al Pacino. And all of a sudden I'll just, like, I'll randomly do it. And I won't even know I'm doing it until all of a sudden somebody says, you all right? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Like, because you're still stuck in whatever voice. We got in. <laughs> and a little later on, who was it? Uh, DJ jumped in Oh, with Ben. Us. Yeah, Big yeah. Ben. I'm still, I'm still trying, trying to convince, convince him to come, come on this podcast because Ben with that, that sexy baritone voice of his. Oh, God. Remy's voice is just gorgeous. I, I love listening to that man talk. Remy does have a voice. He does. Yes. He, he, he's got him and uh, the streamer I watch, Smokalope, they've got some great uh, like radio voices. Yeah, yeah, well, well ironically, ironically, they both, both have, have probably radio, radio faces, faces too. too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that ginger beard is just, oh, man. It, I know, you just want that rubbing against sexy. your balls. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to vocalize it just because. Well, well no, no, actually, actually I did want to vocalize it. You just beat me to it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was about to say, are you worried about making someone feel un- uncomfortable? I mean... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm two beers, beers past, past that, that point in time. time. Uh, good, good man. But uh, oh, I could talk a lot about a lot of things that can make you feel uncomfortable, yeah. Oh, like everything God. that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Hopefully it's about not anything going on into the lines of one guy, one pickle jar. What? Well, so... You, you talked about Logan. Um, uh, what other movies have you guys like seen recently that you know, like you know, whether it's something that you just you you just saw on DVD? I've seen Life. You didn't have the time to see it. I saw that last weekend. Uh, how was Life? How was Life? Tell Amazing. Me about life. I, I liked have, it. I really want to watch Life. I liked it. Um, so give give me the premise. So pr- pretend right now, like I have never seen it right. before, and you're trying to sell me on watching it without actually telling me the entire plot. All right, well, you got a satellite, goes deep space, collects a sample, comes back, they try to regenerate the sample, shit goes crazy. Earth well, pretty much you, you just you just explained my entire life right there, so. Yeah. Like, what's different? <laughs> what's different? What's different? Yeah, what's different about my life than, than life? Well, they don't want you back on Earth, but you, you find a way. Oh, to- not. Oh, uh, now you sounded like my life. Yeah, I was going to say, now you just described D's life. We don't want him back on Earth, but he's still here, so. Well, it's a mix of you two, then. You, right, so, it, okay, it's a train wreck you don't want to look away from. Okay, I can take that. So basically what you're saying is D's kid and my kid have a love child, and that's the movie Life. Ouch. It, Ouch. It's, the, it's the being inside... The movie, yeah, I can see that. A world under. Yeah, yeah actually, you know definitely. what? What's funny is actually, we actually discussed this D and I a very, very long time ago. That if he ever had a child, <laughs> and I ever had a child, that the two children could never meet because if they ever spawned together, <laughs> we would we would spawn the Antichrist. And the only reason we said that is because D and I. When we were growing up, 
Basically, if you've ever seen the movie Porky's, yes, add that in mm. with a touch of the movie Halloween, and maybe a little bit of the touch of the movie Event Horizon, and you pretty much have how we grew up. Yeah, Event Horizon was big in our lives. Oh Christ! Yeah, shit. If we didn't, I, I'm really surprised that we didn't summon some hell spawn demon to come to life and try to kill us all. Right. God. Actually, you know what? The night is still young. We could still do it. True, true, yeah. Have you seen Event Horizon, Blue Shark? Um, I googled it that night. You guys were talking about it, and it's a movie I would never watch. Oh my god, do you have to fucking that watch that kind of movie. movie that I just I'm not into. I, I, Dude, wow. I don't like having the shit scared out of me. Resident no, wow. Evil gathers uh, are uh, really intrigues me. Um, the uh, it might Shyamalan's stuff uh, that he did with um, the village was really interesting to me. I really like that movie. I it's it's certain horror movies that or certain thrillers that I like. It's the it's the ones that, like. But did you enjoy Dead Space? I did enjoy that story because that was all right. Basically the same thing. You would love Event Horizon if you enjoy Dead Space. You will love Event Horizon. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I I might watch it. We'll see. Yeah, just it's, don't uh, don't do what I did. Don't watch Event Horizon in the middle of the night with, with two fingers up your bum. House. No, I had three. I had three. All right, all right. And a sharpie. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't, don't want to watch that movie in the middle of the night with nobody home at like one o'clock in the morning when you know no nobody's supposed to be home, and then all of a sudden you're watching this movie. And somebody opens the front fucking door because you didn't lock it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what you don't want to do. Just just to yeah. label that out there, that's what you don't want to do. Someone someone told me this is the best well, thing to do is to watch a horror movie at noon and then follow it up with a comedy. See, the things that get me are movies like uh, Day After Tomorrow. I watch that movie and then wake up the next morning to like a Tsunami and... Uh, the uh south pacific and it's like holy shit was that really a movie or what what the fuck (laughs) well yeah but movies like day after tomorrow i mean if you live in the northeast of of the u.s i mean the day after tomorrow is pretty much every fucking winter i mean it's january (laughs) it's like january 14th of february 18th it's just yeah but you don't walk outside and get an instant freeze yes you do Shit, it's ne- I, I can remember distinctly growing up, going, "Huh, what's the temperature outside?" Fuck. Let me throw on some Mercury- sandals. Yeah, the mercury <laughs> on the fucking thermometer has dropped farther below than it can go. It's literally bottomed out, so it's colder than that. And yeah, the, the thermometer uh, yeah, that we had but, went down to negative forty. But hold so on, hold on, hold on. Just a label for you. This you know what scares Cecil's, me is, is Cecil's a guy that. It could be a blizzard outside, and he'd still be in sandals, or barefoot, or bare feet. Oh, yeah, Jesus. bare feet. That that would be me. You're just crazy, I, man. I used to I used to get the looks from everybody because I used to live in B spot. We had I forget what I, we did drunken winter Olympics, and then I went outside for something or other. But I would walk outside in bare feet and some shorts. I'd go and check my mail, and literally I would see people run out 
go to their mailbox, fumble with their keys because they're shaking cold, open the damn thing up, grab everything out, drop a letter on the ground and say, fuck it, I'm getting out of here. And they just run inside. And I'd walk out and I'd be sitting there reading, you know, my next EGM that came in. And I'm reading through it in, in bare feet and, and shorts. These people would run up. They'd look at me like I had eight heads. And I'd just look at them and go, what's wrong? What's up? Mm-hmm. Like, it's cold. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's northeast. It's, no shit. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 not it's not really hot outside, but, I mean, it's not it's not negative 20 yet. I mean, it's, it's where, like where, where do you think you are, Florida? <laughs> I just remember the time that... Uh, we were we were up at Willard, and we were trying to con everybody to do a uh, a naked snowboard run. <laughs> and I was the only one that was like, dude, I'll fucking do that in a heartbeat. They're like, it's negative forty at the top of the mountain. I'm like, okay, so we've got three and a half minutes before frostbite sets in. We're fine. Oh, Jesus! Wow. Christ. God, what was it? Is it back on the topic of like scary movies and horror movies? None of that scares me. What would scare me? Is being in that situation, being able to only run or walk like the first Resident Evil. Shit, stuck in a wall, stuck in a trash can. Crap. Oh, yeah. The, those um, <laughs> those would suck. I know um, some of my worst <laughs> nightmares was being able to find a gun, and then it doesn't work. Yeah, you know, or jams. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I see, hate it. I Not even a jam. It's to... like I pull the trigger, and it's like... It's click, dud click. bullet, dud bullet, dud bullet. I'm more of a sword guy, so it's like when the sword just breaks, or it's like, aha, and it's like one of the joke swords, and it kind of like goes down like rubber. You're like, son of a... Oh. No, my, my, my <laughs> big thing, when I look back at those old Resident Evil games, is I just imagined playing those that all the characters were completely shit-faced drunk. Well, because that's the only way that they would run into a wall or get caught <laughs> up on like... A, a rut or a rock on the ground. Well, uh, like everybody uh, else in the world would just like step. It's usually every in. Saturday for me. I start running around like that. What? There was something oh, into the hat. Um, uh, someone said uh, something about nightmares, and there's actually a game called Little Nightmares coming out this month. Uh, I think it's around the twentieth. Is uh, tell us about it. It's actually a really uh, interesting looking game. You're you play this little girl who gets uh, kidnapped. And uh, made to work for these uh, rich people. And you get opportunity to escape. And you have to go through this really weird, bizarre world that's like a nightmare. And try to get the freedom. Is that the one like you're a toddler and you're like everything's scarier up in the middle of the night? Or I'm thinking of a different indie game. Um, I saw the preview for one where it's like they're trying to see like the, the point of view of the whole horror game was like the experience of a toddler where your imagination runs wild at night and like they're scared of stuff so like going well, through the house at night and everything's like scarier and heck well no because no, they're so no. small uh, oh okay that one looked i don't remember what's kid called. you're a little girl uh, okay yeah. about uh six years old okay so totally different thing yeah okay, I'm so basically every field. lincoln park song you're a little girl who's about six years old yeah pretty much um, <laughs> crawling for or I'm food. sorry, you're a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> just, uh, just to clarify, Hugs you're a nine-year-old girl. Are so full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a really wild game. It reminds you of the game for uh, the PS2. What was it? Uh, Heart Eternal of Darkness. Darkness. Wasn't that for GameCube? Um, which game was that? Sorry, I didn't hear. Which game was that? Eternal uh, Darkness. 
You know, maybe oh, it was yeah, that's too. that's yeah, that was for GameCube, Eternal Darkness. Yeah, fact, Heart of Darkness. That's the one that I'm thinking of. Oh, Heart of Darkness. Joseph, was on yeah, the that was a PlayStation exclusive. I I believe it was exclusively on PlayStation. Hmm. I believe you. But yeah, pretty much the same premise. It looks like a really dope game. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of indie games, just in general, um, I've been playing uh, like my entire well, not my entire Steam library because I got some uh, I got some other games on there that are not indie, but a lot of my Steam library has been indie games from fuck. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some like Car Mechanic, uh, Blood and Bacon, Straw Valley, uh, shit like that. Yeah, just just some really great indie games. And I have, I have, I have really grown. Entered the dungeon. Yeah, I've really super grown to love indie yeah, games. Yeah, same here. Because, I mean, just in general, not not to. Not Pierce Solar and the Great Architects. Yeah, not to shit on mainstream games, but I mean, mainstream games have no, have, no. Like, here's my thing on mainstream games. Mainstream games have earned their dirty, shitty stripe in their diaper. Yeah, they have. They really but they have. But also, I they've mean, got big budgets. They're very polished. They're very nice. But there is some definite charm to the indies, I think. Yeah. Especially like, when they well, do some like of the nostalgia the indies charm. are hitting the old school kind of gaming where it's like, okay, you don't get belittled these days but as much. But not all of them are. But even, even the ones that don't go with the like the whole um, nostalgia kick, because that's starting to be a little overdone. What I right. like is that the big, a lot of the big publishers, I mean, they know what works. They know what will make some big bucks. They're doing it great. But that's the thing. The you indie just games right there. are making, are taking chances. They're like, we've got this really unique creative idea or story, right, but or gameplay. You're, you're They're actually, really... you're actually getting a goddamn game, not just like you know, forty minutes of a game, and then you have to wait for more DLC. Well, you just nailed it right there. Actually, Dean nailed it right on the head. The major companies know what to do to make money. And that's right. what they're doing. They're being efficient about it. They're bringing out the qualities and the 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 attributes that make money out of a game. And they're skipping the old school stuff that really brought people into gaming. I mean, when I was, I, we're going back into a whole fucking nostalgia episode again. Yeah. But when we were growing up, like we had games like Space Quest, King's Quest, Quest for Glory, Seventh Guest. We had games like Gato. We had games like Silent Service. We had games, I mean, even if you start Run breaking like into some of the early Konami games, like Run Like Hell, Silent Hill, Resident Evil, games that really pioneered the whole industry. And but I think also in a, in a defense of them, too, it's like at that point in time, they didn't really know. They didn't have that well-oiled working machine yet. Even big publishers didn't know what worked, so they were like, we have to well, make something cool well, new and creative thing. to sell. They, but, but that's, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I think. Right this, there. this was they coming. The big business gaming has been coming to the point of uh, DLC because that's the way all of business has gone with gaming. I mean, the app world, uh, you know, came in with their thing of okay, you play this app game, uh, it's free, but if you want to proceed much quicker you have to buy this and you have to buy that or microtransactions yeah well that's, well, that's, that's the thing the, the industry, industry has, has leaped into a how can we make the most money out of what we have 
How can we monopolize on what we have? And that's the thing that I love about indie games. I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You get a but game I... that's really, really fun, but then you, you, get a, you get a story that just isn't quite as polished because you've got people writing it that are... You know, it, it's the old school style. It's back in the nineties. It's people sitting in Jack their basement. Jack of all trades stuff. Yeah, it's people sitting in their basement writing this shit because they, have they don't a have a hundred people working on it. But they have a passion. That's the thing that draws. But the me thing, so you look at Meat Boy. Games. I mean, it is started oh, off as now. yeah, it started off as this little thing that grew huge, and I think it was written quite phenomenally. It was direct. But also, I don't, I don't want to bash, like, say, DLC too much yet, because it's kind of early, you know, the paper, you know, DLC and the microtransaction. It's really early in that kind of um, business format. So I don't think they also hit equilibrium yet. I think they kind of started off a little bit, and then they swung too far. To, like, but that's the thing. There's too little it's, game too much. It's such but I a think swinging... it's going to swing back. As people, as people start getting pissed at it, I think it's going to get backwards that's just the, the right thing amount. That, it's still uh, early in the market for it, I think. That's the thing that annoys me, though. Back. It's such a swinging door that it's like, okay... You know, you release this game, it, it's barely complete, or you release this game, it's full of bugs because, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no, There's no excuse for, like, a completely in a, incomplete game, but I think a, a big thing is, is they haven't reached yet, and Equilibrium is, how much game do we sell for the money, and how much do we, how much do we add on with the DLC? I think that's right. still kind of, uh, kind of a but new concept. They haven't quite that, hit equilibrium That's another yet, thing so. that pisses me off is you're giving me half of a game, releasing the rest in the DLC, and you still want me to pay 100 bucks for it. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. – if people start to actually get fed up with that, I think they'll start swinging it back to more of a full game and then DLC. But I think that's still that wide – they're trying to hit that sweet spot, and they still don't and, know. I mean it took how long before they hit the sweet spot with these big IPs? That's me on, on the whole console gaming. But when it comes to PC – you know, the world is my oyster. I could get anything and then say, oh, hey, you know, are there mods for it? That's more play right there. Yeah, but when now, a lot of time mods, mods are done by more just people just building stuff for it. That's not necessarily always the company that says, okay, let's create more for the game. Yeah, I know, yeah, but there, still. There you've got to slice down right the middle, though. When you go mods, I mean, you get some great mods. Like there were uh, freelancer mods that were total conversion mods that yeah. were fantastic, that were really, there was a community driven behind it that made those mods and but it's made still, it their own story. It's still a mod. But it's not it's by not the company. Canon. Exactly, it's, it's not, not by the company. But... It's still a whole story driven into it. And yes, it's just like those indie games yep. where people are sitting in their basement, they're writing this stuff. It's like, yeah, like they're, they're pouring their hearts and souls into it. That's what exactly that's, that's what a lot the of difference. they're starting to lose is the as a lot the of these cool indie games. Yeah, it's like some of the cool games that came about were because um what was that one where the where the um the father lost his child to cancer, so he's it's like that dragon cancer or something, I forget what the name of it is. But yeah, I know indie she... games. Yeah, I've tried, I'll have to look it up. Uh, let me. Yeah, let Radio me Lab up. did something on that. I believe. Yeah, because it... um, they're really people are pouring their hearts and their souls in the indie stuff, and you can see. I mean, don't don't forget, we get a lot of garbageware too. A lot of shitware comes out. Well, yes. Oh, Speaking yeah. of garbageware, that... let's talk about the Wii for a second. Oh, well, sorry. Too soon. The, it's too soon. The thing, the thing is, is that when you're uh... when you've got these big corporations like Activision, Treyarch, Bungie. Um, Square Enix, you know, they they have done their work to make themselves popular now. That they they you know they have models and they have 
stockholders and they're trying to make money. I'm not, I'm not condoning incomplete games. I think that's, I think that's a shitty way to, to, to sell a product. I believe in quality product, something worth your money. If you give me, you know, like Star Wars Battlefront should have been 40 bucks, not 60. There's no campaign to it. It's really 40 bucks worth of material, in my opinion. Then, oh, I was right. It's that Dragon games. Cancer, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. It was that Dragon Cancer. Okay, yeah. So, people like them, they are selling an experience or they're selling something that they do well they aren't trying to give you great graphics necessarily they're trying to excel at something because they know they can't do everything they don't have the manpower they don't have the time to and the money to sink into doing something like that so instead they're you know they're creating an emotional experience for you that you know makes you feel like you're in this situation these people experience like that dragon cancer or you get some other games that have you know one element that you really like in other games but they do it even better in this game but the graphics aren't great so but i mean if you don't care about graphics right that's that's one thing that's what on my side where i don't really give a damn about graphics as much as enjoyability if a game doesn't need to be so polished that it looks realistic for me to enjoy it i'm not one of those people i I think we're there's a big paradigm shift though from like let's take a company like square enix okay or square square soft back in the day square sun square sun so so we go back in the day where they didn't have graphics to rely on they didn't have fancy sound. They didn't have CD tracks. They didn't have, you know, multi-track sound that they could deal on. They had, you know, 8-bit or 16-bit sound that they could deal with. And they created games like Final Fantasy, <laughs> like like Secret of Evermore, um, like Seven Saga, where they've got these games that they didn't have all these other hooks that they could keep you in with. And they created a game that kept you in. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that I have started Seventh Saga, got about halfway through, and then had to stop for some reason. And then forgotten all the storyline, and then said, shit, I gotta go back and start from scratch, because I can't start in the middle of this damn game. I have to start from the beginning to get yeah, all the storyline. I've I've had to do that with, um, what was it, uh... Final Fantasy V and uh, uh, Castle, uh, no, Golden Sun, rather. But that's where the paradigm shifted from, I mean, companies like Activision, companies, you know, all these mainstream companies, they've created, they've created a model where it's about making money now. They're good at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're good at making games. They're good at creating a product. But that's what it's turned into. It's turned into creating a product. It's something that's turned into what are the masses going to accept? They don't take they don't take risks. Like Hideo Kojima, okay? Hideo Kojima took risks. He yes. didn't he didn't stick inside the paradigm. He didn't look and you know what? If you're listening to this and you're like, oh well, Hideo Kojima did fucking this. All right, fine. Write in podcast at GNA. 
in your DNA.1. Write in. Tell me I am wrong. I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy to argue with you. I'm happy to admit that I'm wrong. Right. And he took a to risk argue. with a PT. And PT he was took, amazing. He took so many risks. He took risks because he wanted to create a story. He wanted to create an experience. He wanted to create something that people were going to enjoy. And you know what? I cannot think to date a Hideo Kojima game that I did not enjoy in some fashion. He was a storyteller. He was an experienced creator. And that's what indie games are to me nowadays because those indie people, not, not all of them, don't get me wrong, there are some indie games out there that are complete shit. And yes, oh, yeah. there's a lot of them. There's, actually, there yeah, those, there's actually a lot. There's people out there, though, that are really putting their heart and soul into games like they used to before it was an industry, before video games was... MLG right. before people were I mean, making these money pioneer, off of recording these people. Pioneer companies the figured out what works and they use it to their advantage. But in all honesty, I don't think it's so much a lot of the industry that necessarily just the companies or like say the people themselves that don't want to put their heart and souls into it. I think the big thing is is publishers, I think, really control a lot what goes on. Exactly. We really yeah, want to try this new idea, one. this new... No, no, I want another Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we did that horse to death. Can we, can we, we have a really good... No, no, I want another Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I want another exactly. one of these. Exactly. Hey, we don't want David Hayter doing Snake's voice anymore because you know what? We can't make money off of that. Metal Gear Solid is starting to wane, so we're going to get somebody else. We're going to Kiefer Sutherland to do Snake's voice. But David Hayter is the voice of Snake. Yeah, but yes. David Hayter's not right. selling discs right now. We need Kiefer Sutherland. But why? Yeah, but twenty-four. And, that's why. And the 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 people, people, people um, harp on Bungie. They say that you know they make this shit product, you know, but or you know they do this wrong, they do that wrong. Okay, everyone's got problems. I get that. Master but Chief you know Collection. Sometimes I look at I look at the decisions and destiny that were made, and I go, it's not Bungie's decision. It's Activision's decision. Well, don't, don't forget really also, think. with Bungie like you know, doing the whole Halo thing, Microsoft took all that over. It's no longer the old people, you know. Yeah. It's, it's now all Microsoft. Three, it's the big business. Yeah, it's 343 three Studios, but it's that they're probably owned by Microsoft. We could be right. I could be wrong on that. But, I mean, publishers, they have pull because, yeah, I can create this great product, but... How am I going to get this to someone? And I mean, that is what business is. You know, you, you can't get away from that. They need to make money. To, and publishers to do this. control the flow of money, so and, they can tell they you do. what to do. Yep. So they they go in there and they twist your arm and say, "No, we're going to do this because we just got money from these people. So we want you to, you know, make exclusive content for these people on this console or on this machine." Or we don't want you to do that because we think that's too risky. We want mainstream people to like this, not the not the two thousand people that you think are gonna enjoy this. We want fifty thousand people to enjoy this game. But that's the thing right there. When gaming turned into an industry versus an art. And that's yes. the thing yes. that people will argue till they're that's, blue in the face. Right. That's They'll the keep thing. saying that video games are art now. But you know what? Mainstream video games a lot of them, it's an industry. Yes. As soon as we started watching people playing a game and people getting paid to play a game for MLB, or for MLG, sorry. MLB was Major League Baseball. They always got paid for that. But <laughs> when, yes. when people started getting paid 
to play the game, that's when it turned into an industry. When it just it sucked the life out of it. It took the art out of it. It took the vision out of it. And, and people, I hate to beat that horse, but people like Hideo Kojima who said, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that in the ass. I am not going to go down that road. I am going to make what I want to make. I am going to make what my vision is. And that's like when games like, like PT, the trailer, that yes. PT game, when I played that, I was so fucking in the love. Thing- I was ready to drive to his house and just start dumping my wallet out onto his porch and be like, yeah. make this game, please, for the love of God, make this That's game. That's the thing that pissed me it. off. Uh, the fact that it was a limited time download. You can no longer download it again if you you know screw up and have to replace your hard drive. Well, it's not even that it was a screw-up, like you have to replace your hard drive. They stopped downloading it because they canceled it completely. They got rid of it. They abolished it. Konami was so fucking pissed when Kojima left. They're like, fuck this, we're gone. But he still, like Kojima still wanted to work with Reese. I think it's Reese, right? What the fuck's his name? Reese? Reese? Yeah, whoever it is. The the guy from um the guy from Boonock Saints. Dead. Oh, never mind. Well, no, no, same guy, same guy. It's the same guy. It's the guy from Boondock Saints. This same guy did uh, Walking Dead as well. Okay. But I, I, I just remember him from Boondock Saints. So the same guy right there, he was like, hey, I want to fucking work with this guy. And that's why he made, what the, what's the game that he's making now? Hideo Kojima. He, he, Death he th- Stranding. That's right. That's it right there. Yeah, I got, that. Is, I got that on, uh, on uh, pre-order. But that, oh no! That this game is somebody right else. There, though, who, isn't is so fucking off the wall. Castlevania like, type You look at that, and you look at that game, and you're like, "This game looks off the fucking wall. Like this yeah. doesn't look like something mainstream whatsoever. Nope. This looks like somebody no. just dreamed this up in the middle of the night on some fucking peyote trip." And I That's gotta what say, you look at and you see it. Uh, the digitalization of uh, Norman Reedus is phenomenal. It is. That's his name. Oh, yes. Thank you. I completely fucked his name off. And sorry if you're listening to this, Norman. I'm sorry I fucked your name off. I still love you. I really do. Send me an email or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, you know, and it's and we need people like that. We need creators out there who will do that kind of thing. And we need people who will be like, I want that game. Microsoft, I have to give them some props on this. You know, as much as we were just talking about how, you know, Microsoft took over Halo you know they're not all bad because they do indie game projects you know they talked about it i think at the last e3 or the e3 prior to that xna game studio they encourage yeah. the indie project in fact exactly. you get 75% of the profit they take all the cost away it's actually a really good deal i've actually i'm working on trying to build a game myself yeah and that's the kind of thing that we need right. we need we need more uh, more more people who will support that kind of concept and you know, at the same time, I don't think we need to get rid of publishers who yeah. create Honestly, a product that's mass-produced because there because are people who enjoy it. It also you know, does make the money, and when you make the money, a lot of times if they make good enough money on the main IPAs, sometimes those companies do take a big risk and try something off the wall. And also, we can't give any pretty anybody any problems for like what they call selling out because that's our goal. Everybody's goal is to sell out. It's to get big. Nobody, yes. Nobody ever says, you know what? I want to suck and be broke the rest of my life, right. but I'm going to stay like true dude, to, the, to like sucking and breaking made broke. Baz, dude, it's like, okay, you know, you like bitch and moan actually. about, like, your partnerships crumbling and then go to all these shows and you really don't have the full legal right to uh, show this game. 
And then, like, once you tell the guy, hey, you know, we're going to make millions because someone wants to, you know, print this, you know, publish this out for us. Then it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I mean, that's, was, what, that's what his whole thing is. was about selling out both of them. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, there was the whole thing with Call of Duty and Infinite Warfare where people were like, they got a million downloads on the YouTube video. And, you know, the, I think someone's, I think one of the publishers said, yeah, that's nice, but we still have like a million pre-orders. So, what do we care? I mean, you need people who make a product like that, who will make a product that sells, that entertains people, because that's what this whole industry is about—is about entertaining people. But then we still don't want to snuff out the side that really started gaming, which was the artistic stuff. And people like Kojima, you know, they make. I heard someone tell me once, I hate Metal Gear. And I said, why do you hate Metal Gear? You know, and he says, I hate the stupid cutscenes. They go on for like half an hour. And I was like, yeah, but that's what he's doing. He's creating a movie for you. Like, would it be great if you could interact during those cutscenes? Kind of like what they did in Splinter Cell Conviction, where you got to, you know, it wasn't a cutscene. It was a, you pick the guy's head up during an interrogation. And you slammed him through different things if you wanted to. Right. Uh, I mean, on, you know, the, that kind of stuff on the Metal cool. Gear thing, though, the only Metal Gear that I hated was the app game. That's only Metal Gear <laughs> I didn't like. I don't yeah. think I ever played the app game. What was the app game? It was uh, like... Portable uh, Ops or something like that? Yeah, something like that. It, you had the... I'm doing fucking hand gestures. Oh my god, seriously. <laughs> well, Works great are, on a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All the people who are listening right now are completely understanding all your hand gestures. Right, exactly. You, you uh, have your phone, and it's a little like a uh, screen joystick kind of thing, zoomy. And you see like the people pop up in the distance. You zoom in on them. You try to like use the motion thing on your, your uh, phone to stabilize your sights and then you shoot yeah though i mean because at that point it's not really a metal gear game i mean that where's the where's the right sneaking? it's like you know sniper freaking app game <laughs> yeah when, when somebody says metal gear i think of tactical espionage right. that's that's what i oh, get in my oh and not to and mention uh, you got more points if you shot the rubber duckies that popped up <laughs> well which, i mean that's that's a which, guarantee that's a kojima thing right there or or that's their studio thing that they did they had like little funny things that you know came in like i was just recently watching um the someone on youtube um i think it was is either i think it was little gamers playground may have been the ones who did this i i don't remember but they um they take some gameplay and they take the cutscenes and they kind of mesh it together into a movie. And there was a cutscene where on uh, Sons of Liberty, where they're um, or is it Guns of the Patriots? Whatever, Metal Gear Four, the the, the last one that uh, Guns of the Patriots. Guns of the Patriots. Okay, and they're doing the briefing on the the old battleship, and uh, Mei Ling drops her little thing, and then you just see her like on the ground, and it's like the camera's like on her ass <laughs> it's like the little <laughs> japanese things they do to it it's kind of humorous uh, to us in our culture i mean i don't know how if they they laugh at that but i laugh at it because it's like you know that's japanese right there they do that kind of stuff totally well i was gonna say i uh i've 
I think we've I think we've beaten the uh, the bash the hell out of mainstream gaming with a malicious. Stick. Well, not so much bash uh, as like just view our 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 strife about feeling a little let down about certain things. Well, I gotta say, I've I've really loved where the indie industry has been going because you're getting some of that for for a long time. Uh, yeah, well, I say a long time for for about five years or so. I really was feeling not depressed, but really down on where the mainstream industry was going because I kept seeing more games released that were more about making money, making right. money, making and money. And it was less that's... it was less about telling a story. But and that's cool the games note. that I always grew right. up with. I saw a lot of cookie cool cutter note, stuff I've also seen that too. main publishers are also investing in some of the indies. Like you see um, that Squaresoft has a big thing for their indie community where they take some up-and-comers and help you know, help fund them, help them out. There's actually some well, a lot of support from the big publishers too, which but, is actually but, nice. Square is a little outside of that paradigm though because Square has always, in my opinion, always tried to bring out a quality story while keeping up with the times of graphics, audio, etc. I mean, yeah. things like Kingdom Hearts, things like the, the Final Fantasy series, they've always, in my eyes, they've always tried to keep that, that element of telling a story in there. And not to say that they're gods, because, I mean, everybody, everybody fucks up. But, you Speaking know, they've always, of they've uh, Kingdom tried. Hearts, 3 comes out uh, late December. Yeah, really? that, that's, that's, that's got me giving set? wood. Yeah. The, the, okay, because I, I feel like that has been going my for copy, years. My copy ships out uh, December 27th. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for that. You know, the Kingdom Hearts series was a great blend. I mean, Disney, you know, marrying up with Square was just the best idea in the world. The it sounded Kingdom bizarre Hearts. before, like it came out. It sounded weird. It sounded bizarre. Oh yeah, hey, we're gonna get a whole bunch of Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters and put them into the same game, and we're gonna make a game out of it. <laughs> and we were like, really? what? <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. who, who was high when they thought up that? Because that's the worst idea ever. And then you it, play it, and you're like, man, Sora's going to fucking make me cry right now. I swear to God. Yeah, that was oh, a very moving hey, story. Guys, guys, I got this great idea. Dude, hear me out. <laughs> exactly. We, it was like they haven't exhaled yet, and they're still trying to tell the idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, that Square is always, in my opinion, has always tried to to strive to give you that story to give you that 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 piece from the old school gaming that i that personally i always loved um i mean games like shit i mean even games like seventh guest okay? shit i never played Let's that take seventh guest no shit you have played shit you play shit every day well hopefully at least once a day um but sh- games like seventh guest the game is completely I designed play around playing puzzles you played Explode? Oh, that's Explosive Diarrhea. It's called Colon Blow. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Just, it just means you need to eat less fiber and, and possibly not get infected so much. The yeah. game like Seventh Guest. The whole game was based around you're doing puzzles. That's the entire game. You're moving around a mansion and you're doing puzzles. Now, whoever thought that up, whoever thought up that concept originally, they had to have been high. 
They had to have been looking at somebody across it the table and say, hey, let's make a game where you're roaming around a mansion and you're doing a shit ton of puzzles. And the other person probably looked back at him and went, what the fuck are you smoking? I mean, really, what the hell is going through your head? And the guy's like, no, no, we can totally do this. But then they did it. And it was really good. They kept a storyline to it. Stoffed with his mansion about creating toys for kids and then like literally trapping their souls for some weird evil demon. I mean, that was a gripping fucking story. And yeah. you're playing these puzzles to try to get through. And it and turned like the, into the a, ghostly uh, video transitions when you get into a room is great. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole way of that you're telling the story through remembering through seeing these ghostly apparitions you're not actually there that that whole element of it that whole that brought it to a real i don't want to say head but it brought it to a real like next level and like games like that it's hard to do nowadays nobody's going to take a chance like that except for an indie company an indie company is going to say you know what fuck it i'm going to try this because i want to try it i think it's a good idea and you know what? If it's a good idea, cool. If it's a bad idea, so fucking what? But you know what? They did it. They took the chance. They got right. out there. Experience. They tried it. They tried it, and they took the chance. And that I give them total props for taking that chance. Well, I think uh, I think we either I think D either may have maybe left to go vomit or uh, maybe he's rubbing one out or something i don't know but he's uh well his wife was just in there too so yeah but she had her shirt on so i don't think uh, i don't think it went anywhere like that <laughs> yeah well let's um let's slide into hopefully the next episode which i'm really really hoping because i've worked I think I've got about 80 or 90 hours so far into development on this, which Jesus is completely Christ. taken away from, I mean, 100% taken away from my studies, which explains why whole shit ton of stuff happened. But let's go into a little bit of thing called the Star Wars RPG. <laughs> Blue Shark has not yet broken his cherry on a tabletop RPG. And I am mm-hmm. super, super fucking excited to participate in this. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to it. So, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this, but uh, I'm going to be pulling for Mattman because Mattman's not here, and Mattman has also never played a tabletop RPG. Uh, so, uh, so I'm, I'm going to be pulling for him. So we were talking about like the drawing straws kind of thing. Do you want to do it with like dice or? Well, we could do the what, online rolling dice. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we all roll a dice. So there's going to be there's going to be four of you. So I'm going to roll for one. So we roll one four sided die, and we post our number. We got to be honest about it because we can't be lying about it. So we'll be honest. Die. Yep, four-sided die. It's a triangle. Yep. If you got a if you got a dice rolling, one out, of these it's super super simple. Yep. Actually, if uh, of course, once again, we're doing visual cues on an audio podcast, so that's uh, oh, I was doing it for fantastic. a shark. Yeah, it's the one in the upper right-hand corner, or maybe left if it's reversing the video for us. It's a triangular one. I got four. Yeah, there, there's another one that's apparently squared and only rolls one, two, three, and. I, I got a four. One, two and three. 
Yeah, so we're looking for a four-sided die. So uh, I'm going to, we're going to go on the trust system here and say that everybody is being completely honest on this roll. I got a four. All right, so what we're going to do is we've got, let me give it, let me get the numbers here. We've got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so we've got one through seven. So everybody roll your die, one through four. Okay. What'd you get? You got a one? Four. Zyber, what'd you get? Four. I rolled it three times and got a four. I started. What was your first time? I just re rolled and I got a four. All fours. Natural four. Okay, so we're going to go, since Zyberblood got it first, we're going to go D second. Matman is going to be third. And Blue Shark, since you rolled a a whopping one, (laughs) you get to choose last. So here's what we're going to do. We've got one, two, three, four, seven. Okay, we've got numbers one through seven. So Zyberblood, you rolled a four, so choose a number one through six. Board. All right, hang on a second. All right, Zyber, I've got your character created. So that is going to be over to, I believe, D. D, go ahead and choose one through seven, but you can't choose six. I'll choose numero trace. I'll choose number three. Die, number three. I am, I'm just going to tell you right now, D, that was a fantastic choice. All right, so Matman, now unfortunately, since I have to do this randomly, I can't actually do this, you know, totally. Random. So I'm going to roll a six-sided die right now and hope that I get one through six. Okay, perfect. So we've got got a four for Matman. All right, so you can't do a three, four, or a six. I'm going to go with seven. Seven? Yes. Seven? Okay. I'm going to let you know right now, Blue Shark. Seven is going to be the toughest character to play. He is (laughs) going to be the one that requires the most thought and the most... uh... God, what's the best way to describe this? Vigor. The most improvisation. Okay. All right, I'll take acting classes then. <laughs> well, you don't necessarily have to take acting classes, but I'll take acting for a thousand, Alex. I'm going to throw this out there. So here's how this RPG starts. I've already told you all that we start off on a prison planet. So I've given you all a quick backstory. So I'm going to be sending to these to you each individually. Okay. You guys get to read your story. The reason I'm going to send it to you individually is because... Your each backstory is going to give you a small piece. Here's a hint. This is each one of your backstories is going to give you a small hint on the overall major plot. It's going to be subtle. It's going to be very minute. But if you pay attention, you're going to catch on to exactly where the plot is going. And once we get into the major part of the plot, if you reread, if you don't recognize where it is, if you reread your story, you're going to catch on super quick and go, oh shit, this is how this is coming together. Now, I already told you about this. I am designing this game around everybody dying. I am, I am going to be working specifically 
towards killing every single one of you. All right, I'll try to sarge my way through. Well, you're going to have to. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like our friendship. <laughs> if, if, any, if any part of this game seems like it's going easy, question it. Because uh. I'm probably trying to kill you. Okay? <laughs> so this is completely different than any other RPG that I've ever, I've ever possibly tried to run. Um, I hope it's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be suspenseful. Uh, my goal is to make it completely claustrophobic. And I, I've already written this out so that I can be claustrophobic on an entire planet or stuck in a, you know, in a small ship. I've written this so that I can make this claustrophobic wherever. That's my goal is to make you mm. feel trapped, to make you feel helpless. Um, now this is this because Zyberblood. Like so, is this Bubba. a marriage yeah. simulator? <laughs> it pretty much like is, Prison yeah. Bubba forcing himself well, on you. You're stuck. Z- Zyberblood came up with the idea of merging multiple things together. Yeah, and I've actually taken. You're welcome. I've actually taken several of my other homebrews that I've written, as well as some new ideas, and I've combined them into one. <laughs> Very, very interesting RPG. At least I feel it's interesting. I hope you all feel it's interesting too. So as soon as we end this podcast, I'm going to be sending you individually your character write-ups. So when you get them, read through them. Ignore, ignore any spelling errors. Yeah, ignore. Ignore. I feel like I'm doing Harry Potter now. Ignore. Ignore any spelling errors or grammatical errors because I did a brain dump. Most of these I wrote at about 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. So I wrote all of them while either very inebriated or very tired. Uh, and, well, just, just ignore any grammatical errors that you see in there. And if you, please read through, if you want to re, if you want to rewrite everything or rewrite something... Let me know. We can put that into your story. That's perfectly fine. Just let me know what you're going to rewrite because I want to make sure I make this story as personal to each character as I possibly can. Um, Another quick hint I'm going to give is that there is going to be a lot of information gathering happening in this story because you are going to be put into a situation. I've already told you you're, you're stuck in prison and... You're going to have to figure out a way to gather more information through any means that you possibly can. So a lot of this is going to be focused around gathering information, interpreting information, and figuring out ways to use that information to help you. In fact, I've designed this entire RPG that you cannot have a single fight and we can still get to the end of the game with everybody alive. Huh. But, but, big but here. I've, I've also designed it that at every turn, it is trying to kill you. So, read your character, get used to how, how your character plays, get used to how your character looks and feels, and if you play your character to how your character is written, you will survive. Now, I have more characters since we just went one through seven. I have more characters 
playable characters than we have player characters. Those playable characters will still be in the game. So I will be playing all of those playable characters. Um, and I'm trying to, once now that I've got everything all distributed out, I'll be figuring out voices and everything for each one of them. And what I'll do is I'll try to do a different voice for each one so that you know who is talking when they're talking. Uh, <laughs> but when we start off, we'll, we'll have... You know, we'll have a brief summary of this is how you play. This is what you do. This is what you can do. But keep in mind, um, especially you, Blue Shark and Batman, I hope you're listening to this as well. Keep in mind, anything you can think of that you can do, you can do in the game. So you've got a set role of stats. You've got a set role of skills that you can do. Anything you can think of, you can do. If you want a role for picking your nose and seeing if you come up with a great idea for how to escape the ship, guess what? Grab that 20-sided die, roll it, and let's see if you think of some gold while you're mining for it. <laughs> Alrighty, so we've got our uh, got our we got our game blasted out. I really, really I'm I'm super excited. I hope I hope you guys all are too. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It's been way too long since uh Cecil Homebrew. Yeah, and you know what? I'm 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 super excited to not have to write all the lore for an entire game since we already since this is taking place in the Star Wars universe, we already know a majority of the lore. So this just so you got a time frame so you can keep your keep your mind brewing on this. This is going to happen at the tail end of the Rebellion era. So this is coming right before the New Republic. It's coming before the Jedi Order, but after the rebellion era so it's in that little sweet spot right in the middle so okay. so you would say it's uh in that area where uh luke is just uh starting to make his plan to rebuild the republic and the jedi order yeah it's exactly it's right before the new jedi order so the second death star has already been blown up uh the battle of yevon has already happened um I mean, it's 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 after all of that, but it's before the Jedi Order so, comes into place. There's a good possibility we'll run into war criminals. It's a good possibility you are war criminals. That too. Aha! Interesting. So, well, I, I I'm, as I said, I hope you're super excited. Oh, I am. I'm really, really I'm very I'm, intrigued. Oh, yeah. The last uh, Star Wars that we played uh, when you were in Boston Spa, that was Mick epic. Tau. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mick Tau. My uh, well, flirtatious Boston. Well, we've. Uh, I, I got Well, one thing I got to point out for everybody is that my wife actually helped me do all the stats all the character generations. Mm -hmm. So if you love your character, I did it. If you hate your character, she did it. (laughs) (laughs) And let me guess, she's not with an earshot either, is she? I really, really hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Until this post and she hears it. So, yep. Why don't we, why don't we we wrap up some things here? Uh, I think we're, we're, we're getting getting towards the wow we're at the two hours yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she heard okay, so, you Zyberblood, and that was the last time you? they heard from Cecil 
Well, uh, everybody can find me at anything and everything under Cyberblood. That's D-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. Blue Shark, tell people where everything can find you at. You can find me on Twitter as BlueShark45. You can find me on Bean, uh, bean.pro slash BlueShark45. And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thebluesharp45. D, plug some microbrew gamers for me. Oh, I will. I've got the uh, microbrewgamers.com for the website and with the uh, Z, not an S on the end of gamers. Uh, same thing, I'm also now on Twitter. Same thing, at microbrewgamers. Z, not an S at the end. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, microbrewgamers. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it for now. Uh, if I think of something, I also have a Facebook as well. So if you just look up the Microbrew Gamers. Z, not an S. Exactly. Just look up at Microbrew Gamers ending in a Z instead of an S, and you'll find me in uh, multiple platforms. And you can find me, Cecil vs. Games, on Twitter. You can find me at twitch.tv, uh, Cecil Xavier. Don't forget to send us an email if you got some ideas, some thoughts. Podcast at GNA and your DNA.1. We are also at G, uh, GNA Podcast on Twitter. I think I got that right. I hope I got that right. Send us your send us your ideas. Send us your likes. Um, listen, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you like. If you hey hell, if you want to be on the show, message us. We're more than happy to have you on. And oh, there was that whole thing about this being the last show for GNA. April Fools! Oh, we, we got you, yeah. <laughs> Can't get around. So have a great status. night, everybody. Later, everyone. Night. Have a good night. enjoyed our April 1st April Fools episode of the GNA. Now I had to edit out a little bit of a flub up that I did way back at the beginning because I gave away the whole joke. So here it is. I had to put it back in because it made me laugh. So enjoy. So I guess uh, I guess we should probably bounce into this. So this is going to be the last April Fool's joke, or April, oh, fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> and you blew it. Ruined. And let's edit that out. We're going to go back and edit that out later. Let's try that again. Are we? Yeah, I'm totally editing that out. So this is, <laughs> okay. the, this is the last episode of the GNA. <laughs>